the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investing and more. Coronavirus is clearly wreaking havoc in world economies. I don't come down on should we be at work or should we be at home. I feel my vote doesn't count. With that being said, my job is to get on the air and give you honest information as best I see fit. To keep you not optimistic but realistic about current market conditions and expectations going forward. I think the world has seen a lot worse than COVID. I'm not downplaying that. I think we'll be okay over time. Uh, I take solace in the fact that a lot of scientists have said that this should be the type of disease that is easy to make a vaccine for. It just takes time. Um, I can't talk about respiratory issues. I can't. I can tell you that there's a prolonged shutdown, and some people are looking at the sports industry as a big loser in all of this. ESPN debuted a documentary on Michael Jordan, which I'm not a Michael Jordan guy. I'm not a basketball guy. I'm a casual fan at best, uh, but record ratings. But what you miss in that story is what were the ratings like before that when they didn't have live sports and they've been dismal. <clears throat> Advertisers are saying that coronavirus could wipe out $12 billion in TV ad spending just in the first half of the year. So let's call March, January, and February. It was okay. So in four months, we're talking about that number. TV advertiser racing to adjust to a new reality. TV networks are going to lose billions in ad revenues due to canceled NBA, NHL, um, golf, Olympics. While Disney, which owns ESPN, has been devastated by the pandemic due to its portfolio mix. ESPN's entire game schedule has been erased. Movie theaters are closed. Disney's vast theme parks sit empty. Cruise lines of Disney's empty. Resorts of Disney, empty. They, 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 the only thing Disney doesn't own that's getting crushed is airlines. There was probably a Disney Air at some point in time, though, right? Or at least someone was talking about it. TV industry expects a return to healthier levels in the second half of the year. I don't know. When you're hearing the mayors of San Jose, California, and L.A. saying, we don't want sports in our state until at least late November. If it's looking like more like 2021, if you want to be honest, guys. I don't know if that plays out. I can't possibly be a fly on the wall and say maybe they're just, you know, posturing 
so that uh, they could you know, take victory in anything less than disaster. But the coronavirus doesn't seem to care about a lot. So it's wreaking havoc on malls, on families, on schools. Um, it's doing its thing. Forevermore, I think some things need to change in the world. We need to have a stronger healthcare system because Lordy knows this one's strained. When we're talking about putting patients in hotels, when we're putting patients in, you know, convention centers, that's not that's not something that's working. We don't have enough beds. And now you're saying beds are money, beds are space. Why do you think a woman who gets pregnant has a baby? Hospital's like, okay, you can leave now. Wait, I just had the baby. Don't I get a day to recover? Oh, okay, we'll give you one day. Then you need to leave. We need that bed for whatever else is coming. Maybe it's a breast augmentation. Maybe it's a you know a, a throat surgery. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's you know a backed up colon. We need that bed. So, and what we're learning is a lot like the hotel industry. Vegas is defined on how many beds they have. 120,000 unused beds. We're using them all in the healthcare system. Or we were, right? And again, I'm not getting political. Uh, there's enough of that going on right now. Coca-Cola, a little underwhelming. Nice quarter, but their outlook is is muddied. Um, they sell a lot of soda in, in restaurants. Sometimes that's all kids get. Parents are like, oh, we don't have that at home, but you can have one for dinner. IBM down five and a half percent. I just don't care about IBM anymore. Travelers, big insurance company, they're important. Uh, but we're in earnings season. Tonight we get Netflix. How much fun is that going to be? Stocks sitting at a 52-week high. We're going to find out to tell the truth. 1950s game show. Will the real Netflix please stand up? Then everyone kind of kind of postures to stand up and. Then one stands up and sits down. The one who is sitting down longest, he's the one who pops up and is like, I'm the real Netflix. The question is, will that be a good earnings report? Will it be enough to hold the stock up? Got an email from someone named, uh, I'm not going to say the name. But this is exactly, this tells me people are stupid and stay away. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. Um, she goes, I would like to know if this is a good time to invest in the oil industry. I hear Oil's at a dollar a barrel. Which companies did you invest in? First and foremost, I'm not a, a psychic. So let's not treat me as I know everything in your portfolio. I don't know if she needs oil or not. She may already have it. Two months ago, Exxon and Chevron were awesome companies known for dividends. Awesome. You can get 4%. 5% owning a dividend, but now the stocks are down 50%. I don't like emails like hers that come in very, very price sensitive to the word dollar. Um, stocks under $5 get me excited. Woo! No, they don't. I have some standards, but I'm in this not to lose. I'm in this to play the game and to capture more upside than downside. The Dow is dropping as oil prices crater. Trump says oil bailout is in the works. <laughs> we still haven't even got the second or the, in this case, fourth bailout. After you count what the Federal Reserve has done. 
How many bailouts are we going to get? It's going to be a lot. Online gambling is booming. That's always good to know. I don't know why, but it's booming. Internet gambling revenues in Jersey up 66% in the month of March. But the best part about it is you can't bet on sports right now because there's no sports. Oh, boy. But you can invest in table tennis or you can gamble on table tennis in Russia, pro basketball in Taiwan. You can gamble on darts. I know you're saying you're kidding. Some of the names that have gambling exposure, Penn National Gaming, ticker symbol P-E-N-N, El Dorado Resorts, ticker symbol E-R-I, Caesars Entertainment, ticker symbol C-Z-R, the people that own DraftKings and FanDuel, a company called P-D-Y-P-Y, P-D-Y-P-Y, Flutter Entertainment. Um, it's interesting the way we find ways to spend our money, no? Used car prices are cratering. Oh, boy, the auto industry. They're in for a prolonged recovery. Lots going on here. Airlines as well, hotels as well, restaurants as well. It's going to be interesting to compare 2021 to 2019 in the years to come. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome in. Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. These are pretty crazy times that we're trying to cover each other as often as we can in financial media-related events. Um, just crazy the way it's, it upsets our outside work schedule. The inside work is like the easiest part, right? But uh, figuring out schooling issues and other things that we used to take for granted. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't have a cough button because I'm set up in a remote location like everyone else. Um, one of the big shocking images that we've seen throughout the coronavirus, and we've seen a couple, like you know Disneyland shutting down. You would say something along the lines of second worst day ever on Wall Street was a shocking thing to see. But Disney shares, some people are saying now that Disney can't reopen until probably 2021. Here's the problem that we're having right now. South Carolina is trying to reopen. Georgia's trying to reopen after essentially a self-induced shutdown. I'm not going to argue the health benefits because I'm not smart enough to. Um, But Disney is now, we're starting to say, they may not come back until 2021. If you assume the parks are closed, as that's the most aggressive stance you could take right now. The parks have been closed for five weeks in Europe and the United States, Um, Asia as well. They've got more than just Disneyland and Disney World. We used to laugh when Disney was expanding, and they're like, uh, they're going to put Disneyland in in Europe. You know, they have real castles there, but they've done quite well. To me, one of the big, I don't want to use the word outlier because it's the wrong way of using it. But we don't know when we're going to go back to work. We're going to do a little bit of a test case with George and South Carolina. I guess that's good um, in that they're not incredibly large economies compared to California, New York, and Texas. Texas just got a nuclear bomb yesterday with oil going to zero. 
a nuclear bomb to their economy. Don't get mad. Rob talked about nuclear warfare. That's not even funny. But their economy has just gotten nuked. Um, so if you think about you know California shutting down, I, I, the productivity has to be way down, right? How many billions are we seeing lost in the restaurant industry right now, in the tourist industry? But you don't want to see Texas go down. On one level, you could, tell, or on one hand, you could say like, "Hey, it's Texas. At least they're, you know, they're, they we're always be driving cars. Can't make money with oil that cheap. If you can't make money, bosses say, well, you might as well stay home there, Lloyd, because I ain't paying your salary to, to lose money. We'll wait for oil to go back up, and I'll call you Lloyd. And that's my impression of a boss from Texas as well as all employees from Texas. They're named Lloyd. So even when Disney reopens its park, attendance is expected to be 50% of 2019 levels and then climb back to 75% in the second half of 2021. I don't know how much I believe that. You know, the herd mentality right now of, whoa, this is what this is going to look like, this is what this is going to look like. But see, Newsom's kind of like putting a, a sticky wicket in it for everyone right now, it, telling baseball, hey, we're not going to have crowds of over 5,000 anytime soon. Forget about it. The earliest that's been mentioned is Thanksgiving of this year. The reality is it's looking like next year. So that affects hockey. It affects uh, baseball. It affects soccer league. Like it affects everyone, right? So Disney not being able to open up, and how long does it take people to get back? But we're starting to do some models on that right now. I think that's fair to say, where United Airlines said yesterday, uh, they didn't say, but an analyst said, if they only get back in 2021, let's just forget 2020. But if they get back to 2021, 75% of what they were doing in 2019, they're going to be bankrupt. They won't have the cash flow to support their debt. Now, that is if and but. And you know the phrase, if if and buts were getting nuts, a lot of party would have. If nothing else changes, they would be bankrupt. You know, if they don't get some loans, maybe a, a Buffett says, okay, I know the market won't give you a 4% loan, but we'll give you a 10% loan. Do you want it? Anything. We don't know what can happen at this point. So Disney shares are really, I think, the poster child of a lot of what's going wrong right now uh, in world economies. People don't want to get together. That hurts Disneyland, Disney in every way. They're all about princess parties and getting people together. Their Disney Plus is great, but it can't carry no attendance at theme parks. Disney's raised billions of dollars through debt offerings and signed new credit facilities recently. So they've got sufficient cash. I know that in their television production movie production, they just basically took everyone took a massive cut, and some got fired. Um, so if you're left there, you got a twenty percent haircut as far as salary goes. So Disney's turning into kind of like the face of this. I don't know if that's fair or not, but I'm sticking with that one. Uh, television ratings are down huge. People are starting to gamble. This is the best one that I've seen so far. People are starting to gamble on ping pong. I know. It's one of the only live sports going on right now, so I don't know. 
they say that Vegas is really ramping up. Um, New Jersey is ramping up their gambling, sports gambling, for the draft. I think it's coming this week. I'm not that much of a sports guy. But that, too, will be a test of can we do things in a new way versus the way we did it in an old way. Pretty alarming number is starting to come out on we're really starting to get some of the economics of this going as earnings season is starting to get further along. Yesterday it was announced that 8 million restaurant workers are now unemployed and the industry is bracing for $240 billion in losses. Keep in mind that let's, if Disneyland only gets back to 75% early 2021, 50% of old attendance, I want to go. You know, the reason I don't want to get to Disneyland is because there's too many people there. And if I feel, <clears throat> then that's going to be a good time to go. Or maybe that'll be the time I go to Hawaii when there's 50% fewer people there, right? I look at it as glass half full. Others see it as half empty. But the restaurant industry, I don't know what it's going to look like. Because I've been talking with you know a couple anecdotal kind of stories here. One guy's a bartender, and he's like, Rob, weird. We don't expect to ever work again. Like, you don't want a bartender that has to wear rubber gloves, and he's grabbing a handle of a bar of the beer, and he's putting his fingers on the glass, and he's putting the glass in front of you, and you're putting your fingers. Are you going to wear gloves? Like, he says, that's an industry that may not come back. The industry, the restaurant industry, is seeking the creation of a $240 billion recovery fund, in large part because they're expected to take $240 billion in losses by the end of 2020. That's an industry that's uh, kind of like ground zero, right? I don't know if I should use these wartime analogies, but it is what it is, and it's out there. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton. You can find me and him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. It's Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. The world awaits some sort of immunity, either by the world population slowly but surely becoming the large fraction of people who have been infected, and or maybe a prophetic vaccine is on its way. Um we were kind of on our way with a SARS vaccine and then just it never really spread that much and we kind of stopped developing it. A lot of people think that the work on that could have been applied or could be applied to the work on COVID-19. Kids say the funniest thing. They said, so dad, where were you in COVID-1, 2, and 3? I'm like, oh boy, (laughs) psychologically this is going to get to people. Um. There was also, a, you know, a small little, you know, again, talking about vaccines is kind of fascinating because I don't think it's as bad as the Republican Democrat, like we have to hate each other thing going on in society. But the vaxxers, the anti-vaxxers, um, there's a, a tennis player named uh, Novak Djokovic. Uh, he's great. He's powerful. He's dominant. 17-time Grand Slam champion. He's not for vaccines. And he's saying that if the world puts a travel ban on people without vaccines, he's like, I may have to leave the sport of tennis. 
some of the little things that you don't think are going to come out of a pandemic do. And I would almost refer to that as kind of an unintended consequence, but not quite, right? So if you're a competitor of Djokovic, you're like, great, great news. You're so good at what you do. If you don't play, then maybe I can win a tournament or two. Um, but again, it's the unintended things. Like, I didn't see that coming. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. And a lot of people have probably lost a lot of money on paper. One of the things I'll tell you is, again, it is a paper loss at this point in time. But it's also, you need to educate yourself with your losses. One of the best losses I ever took was a company called Cryomedical Sciences. It was Canadian. I'm not holding it against Canada. <clears throat> but it was a company that had come up with a way of freezing prostate cancer. And cancer's bad. And in the world of investing, when you're starting out in your first five years, you hear a lot of things like cancer or the next Apple or the next Microsoft and hair loss or erectile dysfunction, you know, and you hear the statistics like 92% of all men will be taking this drug one day. And you get kind of excited. Excuse the pun. You get kind of excited to invest and you kind of get all caught up in it. <clears throat> so my father passed away from cancer. And one of the biggest mistakes I made in investing was a cancer stock. And again, it was called Cario Medical Sciences. What I didn't know I love the idea, and I didn't. The, no one else was really doing this kind of work, freezing cancer. So, we can take pictures of diseases. We can take pictures of cancers, right? I don't know. Did you see Amazon's now using heat sense maps? Like I don't know, like the, the things you see in movies where uh, the good the good sniper's got five bullets, and there's five people, six people to shoot, and you can see the heat map of people walking around. So Amazon's putting that in their factories to see if people have fevers. How do I feel about that? I don't know. I'm not, you know, I tell you some people are like really Republican, really, you know, vaccine, anti-vax. I, when it comes to surveillance and stuff like that, I, I see the positives and the negatives and it probably just confuses me. But cryomedical sciences was a mistake of mine because I thought I was like, okay, new way of doing cancer, way better than chemo, way, way better than radiation, right? Let's take a picture of it. Then we can go up there and freeze that whole little area and then cut out what we need to cut out, and the other part will unfreeze. The problem is that the scientists who designed this tool made it very, very unwieldy and kind of clunky. And when you went to apply it, it wasn't easy for doctors to use. So doctors were fascinated with it on one run, but then they said, we don't need to reorder that ever again. It's almost like me with like protein shakes. I'm like, oh, let's try this protein shake. Oh, it's delicious. And then I get on it for like a year, two years, three years, four years. And then I eventually find something else, right? Um, same thing could be said with medical devices. If you trust the company, you go back to them. If you don't, you don't because you don't want to get sued. So you learn lessons, and I hope you're learning lessons in this time as an investor. Right now, oil stocks are getting crushed. Um, I work with a man who helps run my board here, and he said something not snarky, but it was in the vein of snarky. And again, we're different generations. I'm Generation X. He's a millennial-ish, and uh, he said the you know the oil economy is getting hit, and I was like. Are you taking a shot at the oil economy being like a kind of a hipster wave the flag? Let's not pollute the world. 
he might have been. I heard it as snarky, but again, that's where we are now. We all hear what we want to hear. So the markets are dropping today pretty aggressively. The Nasdaq's down 2%. The SP 500 down 2.2. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 2.3. The drops are not as big percentage wise or points wise that they were in March. If I were trying to find a silver lining right now, that's it. Is that down days after an epic up week isn't bad. You can kind of expect it. It's not like every, you know, everyone's walking around New York cured. That's not happening. Um, this is a flight that got really turbulent that we all thought we were going to die. And then it, it started to settle down. But it's still, it could still get a, you know, a chunk of vomit from your stomach if it needs to. Oil at $0 a barrel. You're like, how is that even possible? I'm vomit. Like, it's upsetting. I get it. So the demand destruction has been astounding at a time when oil supply has been excessive. Through the years, we've gotten better and better and better at pulling oil out of the ground. We can pull oil out of sand. Whoa. We can take old rock and frack it and pollute the planet or whatever we're doing and push water into it. I don't know. But there's been no – there is no demand Yesterday, United reported earnings, and one of the things they said is, uh, "We're flying ninety. Uh, we're down to ten percent. <clears throat> you know, we've got ninety percent." And yet, I know a person who got on flight that week with five people. Now, cutting capacity ninety percent for the month of March, they had January and February still positive, and they lost billions of dollars. The numbers are going to get worse, not better. The oil issue, a lot of people think, will be kind of a flash in the pan. But it, it again, tells you demand's a problem. There's a, one of the problems that our government's going to have is they can give us money, and they can give companies money, but can they get us to spend it? Can they create demand? And the answer most economists will say is no. Now, lower prices in theory should create demand, uh, lower inflation, and throwing money out there. Um, it tends to, you go, well, I got $100,000 in my bank account, might as well use it. There's some truth to that. <clears throat> but there's a British economist, John Maynard Keyes, who once said, push on a string refers to the exerting effort where it will not be useful in a given context. They can create a little bit of it, but when you push on a string, it doesn't exactly push the string forward. It just bunches it up. Pushing on a string is when central banks try to enact loose monetary policy, when they're already in a slack economy. So it's probably not going to lead to a lot of results. So Keynes came up with it during the Great Depression. And, and the phrase was, you know, it's been used uh, throughout history in, in the 1930s as we looked back and tried to say, what did we do wrong during the Depression? So it also played out in 2006, 2008 with the financial crisis when the Fed basically said, you know, we can create so much liquidity that we started calling it a liquidity trap, which you're like, that sounds fun, a trap. 
household debt fell until 2013 before rebounding into a record $13 trillion at the end of 2017. Household debt is something that we look at and we say, well, there's demand in the economy. We're using credit card debt. We're using auto loan debt. We're using mortgage debt. Anytime you use that, there's jobs at the other end of that. But right now, the question is, how much is going to be pushing on a string? How much can we expect Disney to bounce back, movie theaters to bounce back, restaurants to bounce back, vacations to bounce back? Um, starting to look at the ramifications of what this looks like in a year or two years from now. I can imagine a day, and this is already being talked about by governors, every restaurant's going to have a thermal uh, thermometer or a laser thermometer, and you don't go in if you have a fever. Schools could do the same thing. Or maybe we just all calm, calm down. I don't know. I don't have an answer. So it's fun to speculate, but it's just that speculation. Be cautious with that right now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's a company called Barstool Sports, and they're trying to be the kind of anti-ESPN. And the owner of the company is a renowned sports gambler. Like, he'll bet on any sport, you know, hockey in Russia kind of thing. He said he's so bored now that he started, you know, speculating on stocks. and He's lost $700,000 already um trying to become a day trader during the market shutdown or the economic shutdown um just be careful <laughs> try to stay in your lane if you're a sports gambler be a sports gambler try not to look at the stock market as a a nice distraction of trading during the, the lockdown anyhow i'm rob black sitting in for cfp chad Burton. and you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. A lot of celebrities are getting kind of in the hot seat right now. We're saying things that, like, this lockdown's like prison and jail. And people will quickly come out and say, you clearly don't know what prison and jail are. And that is so fair. But I'm also going to give some of these celebrities a little bit of a out. I never think that like someone like Justin Bieber was that smart to begin with, right? So ultimately, I'm not going to like a lot of people are making big time mistakes right now in social media. It's a big and common thing, right? Um, presidents are getting caught up in words of wars with governors on social media. Weird. You used to use like the TV stations to get at your enemies in politics. Now you just tweet at them. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. Stocks tumble as oil extends declines. The sell-off that brought the May futures contract into negative territory extended into the June uh, contract. Oil has a weird problem because we've never really had to deal with this. We got so much of it out of the ground, and we continue to do it, and we continue to do it, and we've put it on ships, and we started sitting at places, and then world demand stopped in March. So there's literally tankers out there waiting to go into a refinery 
dump the oil off, go back, pick up another load. They can't dump it off because the refinery can't refine it because they don't know where to put it after they refine it. It's kind of a surreal problem. I get coronavirus. I get lockdown. I get no retail. I get restaurants. It's tough to tell people, like, why aren't the airlines buying more oil right now? Why aren't governments saying, you know what? I'll take it for negative $6. You pay me $6, I'll go find a place to store it. It seems odd, right? San Jose mayor, San Jose big city in California. If you're from the East Coast, you may not grasp it. But when you talk about the Bay Area, you're clearly talking, you used to talk about Oakland and San Francisco, but now you have to throw San Jose in because it's legit. Their mayor, Sam Licardo, said the idea of large gatherings of people is not realistic until 2021, unless there's wide-scale testing or vaccine. Best hope seems to be lying on the wide-scale testing. For the record, I think more and more Americans will be getting flu shots next year. Call me crazy. I have a friend who's one of those. I don't want to, I don't want to say anti-vaxxers, but he swears every time I get a flu shot, I get flu. I'm like, eh, it doesn't quite work that way. But he's like, I'm getting that flu shot next year. If they have COVID in it, I'm definitely getting it. Like, he's changed. So you do want to consider things like um, GlaxoSmithKline. Um, Pfizer's working on a quote-unquote cure. Johnson & Johnson. Big company in face masks. 3M. There's many of them. Oh, and I, I finally figured out, I didn't figure out, but an economist explained to me why toilet paper is, there's a big run on toilet paper. And uh, it's not very attractive, but essentially saying people aren't going to work to poop. People are all pooping at home. Therefore, their poop usage at home is up 40%. Therefore, they're getting twice as much as they think they need. Ain't that something? Who knew? Anyway, uh, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti confirmed his city unlikely to authorize sports concerts or movie premieres until 2021. If you believe them, and on some degree you have to, unless the data on testing gets really great, really fast, um, that's the end of baseball this year in California. New York said the same thing yesterday. So if the sports teams and sports leagues don't get New York and California, what's the point? Playing without fans, I get it. I'm not going to get into that whole concept, but this is going to be a little bit more. <clears throat> if cautious timelines play out cautiously, this economy is going to be a little bit more into trouble than you think. Sports is big business in this country, as is travel and leisure. We have some good problems uh, in the fact that COVID has shut down a lot of our leisure and travel. It could be worse. Well, it has been worse, especially for hospitals. IBM and Coca-Cola both reported better than expected earnings per share. But both of them are lower in large part because of what they said about the future. Wall Street does not care about what you've done for it lately. You can get a bumper sticker. You know, it clearly states, uh, what have you done for me lately? Right? It's all about the future. And that's why you'll hear disclaimers at times that say past performances are not indicative of future results. IBM and Coca-Cola, uh, both big companies, both very uh, different size type companies. Travelers is down today, big insurance company. They came up short of their estimates. There's news out of Washington that congressional leaders in the White House have agreed to 
another $500 billion in stimulus, another $310 billion for the Paycheck Protection Program, which, if you look at, really is kind of about trying to get us with a lot of Band-Aids that we hope work until September. But again, go back to Garcetti and the mayor of San Jose saying, we don't see sporting events until 2021. And you can see that there's going to be some some shortages if the governors get the conservative way um, versus opening up the economy and seeing what happens. I'm not smart enough to figure that one out. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, we're waiting on that small business administration loan. The markets, I think, have been acting better in the last month. Today, we're down, but we're not down huge. Um, maybe the, the sellers are getting a little bit tired, or maybe we're just kind of getting used to this is what valuations are going to look like, and we'll fine-tune them after wrecking them, properly wrecking them. Fine-tuning should be the next step. This will be a market of winners and losers. We are still spending money. It's just uh, we've tightened our belts. And when do we open them back up? Government's going to want it sooner than later. Even the bankers will want it sooner than later. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton.